0: Hey, you're listening to the Burnt Out Entrepreneur podcast, where you'll learn why you're feeling so burnt out, some insights and hacks to get you along this entrepreneurial journey. I'm Kylie Yotel, former oil and gas manager, turned health coach, life coach, and business mentor for female entrepreneurs just like you and help them heal and recover from burnout. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Burnt Out Entrepreneur. I'm here today with my girl, Christine Jerry. She's another local girl from Hawaii and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast we actually met not in Hawaii but we met through a a mutual contact and I was looking for someone to do a graphic for me and they recommended her and the rest is history so just anyway she's a she's a Canva aficionado right now she's hosting her Canva workshop and She's really good at Canva. So if you want to learn any Canva (laughs) tips, go check her out. But anyway, without further ado,
1: welcome Christine to the show. Hey, hey. Oh, it's this is super cool. Thank you so much, Kylie. Um, I have been the wizard behind the scenes of a lot of blogs that you might know. Um, The it has been such a journey. I started my business in 2011 because I just could not find the value of being a stay-at-home mom. I know that sounds really weird, but like I had gone from a you know I've been working since I was sixteen. We got one of those like permits, right, workers' permits, to be able to work at night, and then all the way through, and then suddenly like I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I'm like laundry doesn't pay the bills, you know, uh, making dinner doesn't pay the bills, and I felt. Like I had zero value in the marriage, even though parenting is such a huge, huge role. So I decided I was going to build a business. I was like, I need something that can make me feel like I'm contributing to the family. And so I started in 2011 with a blog, learned how to build websites, and then continued on to where I realized I don't like to be in front of the the curtain. I wanted it to be in the back of the curtain. Curtain. So I spent a lot of years there. Um, and the highest blog that I've helped support is 2.4 million page views per month. And so I'm looking to beat that. However, the dynamics and the, the framework that I created during the process of supporting these blogs it ha- is what I now share everywhere because i think it's algorithm proof when you're creating content with your audience and people in mind first and not search engines while still integrating search engine optimization your results are phenomenal
0: yeah i love that you know and when you were talking i was like oh you said curtain but like I mainland people use they say curtain, and I was like, there's so many things that we keep from Hawaii. And like, I picked up on it and I don't know (laughs) if the audience picked up on it, but it's been this thing that I had to do personally. And the other thing I picked up on was your archetype is the powerhouse, right? So the driver for the uh, powerhouse archetype. So I have a time wheel framework. It's just four quadrants on the time wheel time ideas money and energy mm. and the powerhouse resides in the money quadrant but money it's its money slash success is the driver for the powerhouse archetype and that's why I, i'm a powerhouse too you know staying home like like it's weird like we moved to the mainland and now we can't afford to stay home and not yeah. do anything <laughs> you know but i i couldn't sit still either like i feel like i'm i want to have something that i'm creating my own success and mm. th- like you said not to say that being just a stay at home mom like you you work your tail off
1: right for sure
0: doing all of those things and like as a single mom i did right i had to do all of it you yeah. know and But I feel that drive so a lot of the powerhouses have that drive to create their own version of success and whatever that looks like for them so just i'm just glad that you brought it up and I was able to point that out.
1: That makes so much sense, though, And I loved your quiz. Um, It just, it it just opens up a a lot of connections in my brain, I think, as far as okay, this is why I do certain things. Uh, You brought out the mom part and I and a lot of that need to bring Financial stability is from being raised from a single mom because I created this identity of what the perfect mom should be. Like she is busting her booty. She is, you know, she is doing whatever it takes to make things happen. And I think when I was in that stay at home mom role, and I just, I didn't relate those two as being the same thing and it is something that I've worked on now as redefining what that strong woman is and what what value she truly brings is moving out of just the financial space but like just being whole and honest about K. you know We did something today and spent quality time. That's value. That's success. So really redefining a lot of things.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I remember. You know, when I was a single mom and I was hustling because, right? I worked in the refinery and I was working nights, weekends and everything. And I was side hustling the whole time. Right. So I'm like, gotta do something, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. So I can be with my kids. And at the same time, I was not appreciating the time when they were right in front of me because I was, I was like, Oh, I gotta do something here. Or, um, I was in network marketing, right? Oh, I have to go to this prospect meeting. I have to, mm-hmm. you know, message all these people like 20 people a day, and like, like doing all the things to get me from here to there, not realizing that I was already there with my kids. Yes.
1: That is huge. That is a huge aha moment. I think we, I had one of those moments working when I had started my business. I had But probably about five or six clients at that point and my daughter came into the office and she was kind of dancing around and playing I mean I wasn't on a call or anything it's no big deal but it was just like mom mom like she wanted me to see her and just honor her presence right yeah and I was like I turned around and I and a, a very stern voice I was like look mommy's busy I have to do this and I kept like the words that came out were I'm doing this for you I placed this guilt on her in that Mm. process and like it was her burden to bear like mommy's busy because you're here and I was like as soon as that rolled out of my mouth and as soon as I saw her face change it I was like no more like I have to be very respectful of her boundaries and my boundaries and what those mean for both of us. And so we do have like if you watch any of my lives or have been into any of my workshops, you will see kids come and go. They um, I have raised them in the business to be able to know that they are part of the brand. Because the people I help are family-first entrepreneurs. And so they have to be able to say like, you know what? Yes, it's not quote unquote professional, but I want to relate to the person who doesn't like, we don't have a door on our office. It's not like you went to an office space um, and you can shut the world out. That's not how working from home looks like all the time. So, you know, that has been a, that was my moment of change for sure
0: yeah so my moment came when uh i don't know if i can talk about this on air but it's when my daughter came up to me about a year ago and she's like Huh. well you know what i never had a mom i was like my jaw dropped i was like what are you do- i i everything i did for you i drove you to school I did this, I did that. And so we're talking about Hawaii, right? A lot of people in Hawaii send their kids to private school, so you don't go to the school in your district. So I had to drive across town to get her to private school, and I was working nights at this time. So I'd drop her off to school, fight in the morning traffic, come home, take a nap, and then wake up, drive to her in traffic, and I lived in the middle of the island. And so then I would have to fight traffic going to work in the afternoon you know so i'm like i'm doing all of these things for you like don't you get it Mm -hmm. and and you know um i was not as cognizant as you were like i did not it it didn't you know i was probably not looking at her face when i said those things either Mm -hmm. so i didn't see the countenance change or feel the vibe change um and she's really an introvert as well so and She's been through a lot of trauma and stuff in her life. Like, if you guys have read my book, because Christina has a book as well. We'll talk about that later. But my book talks about, um, like, I was in an abusive relationship. I ended up um, going into an affair and, like, just how, like, all of that just kind of led to a whole bunch of different things, different issues, traumas, whatever. But, right, my kids were were in the middle of all of that with me so they witnessed a lot of stuff and so because of that she ended up shutting down Mm. and and she just became closed off and I started to feel that disconnect and um she was she moved to California with us and so she was staying here in my office this was the spare room it became her room and I was like you're so ungrateful like I'm like, you get to stay here. We, you shipped you, we shipped you, your dog and we take care of, you know, we're, and, and she went to school here. We paid for your college. Like, I, I was, I was getting all these entitlement issues. Like, I'm doing all this for you. So when she said, well, I never really had a mom. I was, I, I was butt hurt. I got offended <laughs> yeah. and then I blew up. And then that's what caused this rift between she and I. and. Like, she's very introverted. And when she doesn't talk, she does not talk. Mm -hmm. But it was that moment for me. I was like, Oh, my gosh, she's gonna cut me off. Because that's what she does when she, you know, like, she's gonna cut me off. And well, she we had the thing and after she had left and everything I realized I'm going to be one of the people that she cuts off because she had cut her dad out of her life and other people who had hurt her. And she's very good at maintaining those boundaries, you know, so like I'm on the other side of that now. And um, well, we're better today, thank God, you know, like we work things out and it's, it's better today. But still, that wake up call for me was when I I had to say, well, what if. What she said that she never had a mom was true for her
1: absolutely, absolutely true Yes. Yeah.
0: so and I was like, okay, well, then that caused a lot of self- reflection, introspection, and I'm like, huh. I had a good cry about it, like <laughs> oh, i a grab mom I'm like, yeah. but you know, like sometimes we need those cleansing cries we need that wake up call to realize like, oh my gosh and Honestly, like I was like, I'm writing a book, I'm doing these things. I have all these clients. And that's when I really decided to just pare down my life. And I realized, like, what am I striving for? Mm -hmm. Like, I got out of corporate so I could get off of that, you know, night shift weekend thing to start my business. And then I'm like, I'm carrying those same, you know, mindset issues into my business. It's like, what? Like, I went from the whatever the pot to the frying pan. Like, it didn't like my title changed, but my mindset
1: hadn't changed. I think that's what building a business really opens up in us. Like it made you think that like moving from this website to that website, like a lot of people who are on Etsy, they move to Shopify because they're like, oh, I, you know, I have more freedom. It's my own. But it's not, the, it's not the platform. And for us, it's not the career versus having a business. You start to see you're bringing in the same habits. Now, yeah. what's the missing link? And that is, it is truly us. Like There are parts that we are going to open up and we're not going to like some of the things that we've opened up, but we're going to heal from them if we put the effort in and connect with the rights, support. And I think that's so important. Because I've healed so many different things and just like an onion, there's another layer and then another layer and you're like, okay, and but what I've come to realize is that we have to stop saying we're broken. Um, Because I think. It has made me feel like, oh, I'm never going to be fixed. Like I have to be fixed mm-hmm. somehow. And oh my gosh. Yes. No, there's always there's there's just wounds, right? That we have that we just have to heal. We're not broken. And the constant mindset work, like we, we have to pace ourselves, we can't be attacking the whole all the time because we yeah. need to breathe. We need to be able to appreciate the changes we've made and appreciate what's around us when we're so focused on this perfect version of us that we think is 10 years on the, yeah. we're comparing again. And then we're creating more wounds because we are not working on the right things in the right order in its time. We just, we have to, like my friend Heather says, we have to stay in our step. And I love that so much because yeah, we're not going to deal with the whole childhood trauma at once. We're going to take a moment for me. Um, it was definitely, a, and it, it is something I talk about in the book is, um, someone, a business, uh therapist asked me who made you feel like you weren't worthy of being seen Ooh. cracked me wide open. And I started crying and I was like, I was eight years old. And I was like, my my, um, my mom and I were having lunch at a restaurant in Hawaii, uh, Sikia's, if you remember Sechias. in walks my father with his mistress and I am delighted. I was daddy's little girl. I'm running through the tables to get to him and he's not happy. He, I mean, he would flare into these, t- t- uh, temper slides and i I see him moving away as I'm getting closer and he leaves with his mistress, like completely. I don't know you. Who are you? Like, I'm going. like, I know you're looking at me, but here I am, you know, I'm not, I'm not worth it. And I carried that And that. I mean, there were years where I could not talk about that and, you know, without crying, but I'm in a space where this part of my journey, this is what has made me, I am worthy of being seen. Your audience is worthy of being seen. We just have to get past that event. Right. And I'm not going to, I can't deal with all the issues my dad and I had in one go, but I could deal with that one. Right. And I think that's how I've learned to go through building my business is hey, we don't have to do all of it all the time, all at once. We just got to do one thing at a time.
0: Yeah. I love that. And, and the other thing I love is how you describe the rocks in the backpack, like how we just carry these, like these undealt with emotions and traumas and triggers. They're like these heavy rocks in a backpack that we just carry around. And we don't realize that we're carrying them around. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll just point this out. Like you, you'll we compare ourselves to people without backpacks.
1: Right? yes absolutely like, oh how come
0: she like she's blowing up she's taking off like we started in the same program at the same time and then wow she's really taking off not realizing yes we're both running the same race but you're weighted down with this backpack of rocks
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you just,
1: yeah every single moment that we're like a- just that one moment for me and with my daughter those are all our rocks and you're absolutely right and I don't actually don't think we compare ourselves to people without backpacks um we do compare ourselves but I think their backpacks have either less rocks or their backpacks are being supported by more than the person themselves. I think it's really easy for us to look at um, somebody who's more advanced in the same industry as we are, but we don't see all the behind the scenes wizards. Like I used to be, I didn't get any recognition for what I did outwardly. And, but people were amazed that this blogger was doing huge things. But it was a passive business line for them because someone was supporting it. And I think that's what we don't give credit to is there are many people out there that have people holding on to this part of the backpack, this part of the backpack. It's a shared load.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's one of like my quote strategies for for helping people with burnout is find someone to help carry the load. If you're burnt out, if you're struggling you're exhausted like that's the thing like with the time wheel it's a it's in a circle on the opposite sides of that circle is time and money they're directly proportionate right time is a finite resource money is it's a renewable resource you can always make more money maybe your business is stagnant right now but what you could go and get a job you know like there's ways to make money or you can sell stuff on Facebook marketplace like you can generate some kind of income somewhere right so it's money is hence renewable but right if you have more time than money that's why you spend more time doing things yourself versus outsourcing paying someone else to do it but when you're crunched for time like you you have like you need to share the load you got to put out some money to to buy back more of your time mm-hmm. And when I was doing um, a lot of the behind-the-scenes work too, managing you know businesses for my clients, it's like, well, give me everything that does not involve your face. That's kind of like how I started like the the delegation process with them. Like, let me take one of these rocks out of your backpack. I'm gonna give it to you. You're gonna give it to her. You're gonna hire a tech VA, okay? Like, you should not be doing this in your business. Or maybe hire a graphic designer. Hire a copywriter. Whatever. Whatever you hate doing, that's the thing that you should outsource first because it's it's weighing you down, not just you know, time-wise or whatever, but emotionally. Your creativity is stuck because you feel like you got in this imposter syndrome, like, well, I can't do that thing because I suck at it. So if I suck at this one thing, I essentially equal sign, suck at business altogether. Yes. <laughs> But no, like get rid of, you know, that thing and then you can excel in the thing that you excel in. That's why I love promoting the archetypes and there's different ways to build a business and there's different way to market yourself according to your personality type, you know, with the popular archetype. I can sit in front of this thing and talk until I'm blue in the face. You and I can have a chat and it's fun for me. But if you're more on the opposite side, where you're the more um, the perfectionist slash cautious archetype, you kind of like being more behind the scenes. And that's where like the copy, written copy probably is easier for you because you can write something. You can revise it and revise it until it's good enough. And then you feel comfortable posting it. Like, right, this, this is uh, it's live-ish, pre-recorded. But anything i say it's like well of course it can be edited but whatever comes out of my mouth it's i can't really eat eat my words you know it's it's live so it's easier for the popular archetype who doesn't have the same um you know characteristics as a perfectionist who wants to have more control over their content going live is easy like and for me like i'm not the perfectionist archetype so sitting here and like writing a blog is I <laughs> is not my jam. Yeah, you know, I'm learning, I'm building the muscle, like how to write my own copy, how to find my voice. But this is always easier for me to express myself. I'm mm-hmm. a verbal communicator, verbal processor. This is way easier for me to come up with ideas than it is to oh oh what? <laughs> like <laughs> It it doesn't flow as easily for me. And that's that's kind of why I started on this archetype trip, because I saw working with different entrepreneurs managing their businesses that, oh, that's why you like this thing a certain way, because you have perfectionistic, you know, tendencies Mm -hmm. that you like things a certain way. So okay, so we'll build a support system that supports you in the way that you work. And we'll take the other things like and if you want to hold on to something, then, you know, you hold on to it like not every like it it was not a, you know, one size fits all business management style. It's like Okay, I would work with the clients and see what they like to do what they wanted to keep what they weren't ready to delegate yet like oh, I'm not ready yet like well, maybe if we found the right person, maybe you'd be more comfortable and even like building the team and bringing on team members it's like well. I think this person will jive with you. or I think this person is the opposite from you. So that thing that you're trying to manage or monitor, you know, especially for the popular archetype, having a perfectionist on their team that is more analytical type is better for them because, like, I don't want to deal with numbers. I don't want to deal with analytics, but you need to. So Mm -hmm. hire someone that it is their jam and it's a beautiful balance. Like how you're saying like you are the the person behind the scenes building these things, probably things that they didn't want to either they're not good at or they just didn't want to do anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean when you're able to create enough um revenue or more specifically profit in your business, profit, yeah. You you create you create the opportunity to buy your time back. Like you can earmark some of that profit to be like, you know what? I want that extra 10 hours back to be able to do what I love and go back. Like now we have that, like I'm doing this because And it is because I want to be with my family. And if I get that 10 hours back to make sure that I can, you know, have dinner and do an outing or whatever those things are, then don't apologize for it. Like it, it is absolutely part of all the hard work effort you put into your business. I like the way you talk about customizing um, a business support that way with your archetypes, because I remember, uh, when I did more client work, I had to learn, um, and apply the love languages oh. to determine, like, cause I struggled with, I needed validation yeah. and I, or, you know, I didn't feel like I was getting it. So then I would become, frustrated and resentful and feel undervalued and then be like oh I'm just where I I started off with being a stay-at-home mom undervalued yeah (laughs) and that wasn't you know that's not the case so I started applying the five love languages because I realized that my clients were telling me how much how valuable I was just not in my language They were speaking it with um, either gifts of words of uh, not many are words of affirmations that were in my client list. So I had to remember that, Okay, they're showing it by maybe they're out in the wild and they're like, I have an amazing blog manager. I don't hear it except for maybe a year later when someone's like, oh, you're so-and-so, you know, your client told me that you're an amazing blog manager. I'm like, well, that's great to hear. Like now, now, (laughs) but I mean. And learning, like, hey, I was, there there's some clients I can ask directly, hey, do you mind telling me how I did? Um, and there's some that, like, I know that their clear language is gift giving or um, acts of service. And so just yeah. learning how to apply that so I feel, like, connected. And then I can re- reciprocate that and speak in their language how much I value them as a client.
0: Yeah see, that's why I love, you know, them quizzes and that, because it's just understanding yourself more, like with your book, Fighting Visibility, like even how you become visible, you know, it's all kind of depends on like what you're comfortable with and how you're wired. And, um but, you know, but the thing that you talk about in your book is like fighting against these things that keep us back the things mm-hmm. that self-sabotage us and the stories that we're holding on to like oh especially for us right i'm gonna yeah. say us too but like <laughs> for, for the both of us like growing up on an island with island mentality like the um crabs in a bucket mentality like mm-hmm. oh you're trying to move off like oh let me pull you back down like let me and it was all in good faith too It was like oh let me, let me let me humble you real quick. Yeah. You're being too, um, in Hawaii, you call it high makamaka," but it just means like uppity, I think. Yeah. Yeah. A little hoity-toity. Hoity-toity. <laughs> yeah. I know. Sometimes I use these words and I'm like, wait, what is the English word for this? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I always get teased by buffet. I say buffet. You say buffet, right? Like, let's yeah. go eat at the buffet.
0: Yeah, Chinese like, buffet.
1: Yeah. No, it's a buffet yeah, up here in the mainland.
0: Ew. Oh, see I see it like like Phoebe Buffet. Yeah. From Friends.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly that. Oh my gosh. But yeah, um I I've been talking about your book, but like tell us more about like just your story a little about like how you came to write fighting visibility like why was it so important to you for people to know that because i know like the books that i've written um or that i want to write i've only written one so far but it's what i feel like the world needs to know Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is just what's coming to me right now like when you wrote fighting visibility Yes, it was for you, but also for your clients and the people that you've worked at that you've seen struggle with their own visibility issues because, right, you're a blog manager, like, or just doing all the marketing stuff behind the scenes. Probably like I have, like, I've suggested ideas to my clients and they're like, no,
1: (laughs) no, no, we're good. Yeah, yeah, for the book, it, it's it's a hybrid book so there's half of it is how to build a content plan um with a framework and it's one that I created called the content puzzle but the other half oh, I of I love the book that is... thing <laughs> Tell,
0: well, can you just briefly describe it
1: because it's so genius just... oh yeah. why thank you <laughs> so I look at content as a puzzle rather than pillars because pillars are so isolated you Break one and your whole building may topple, right? If they're misplaced. Whereas a puzzle, when we build out a puzzle, you always, when you open that box, you grab that four corners so you know where you're starting from and then you build out the frame of that puzzle. Then you work inward. I think, I mean, for me, that's how I've always built a content plan. So your entire puzzle put together is your niche. It is the whole picture of your niche. And- The four corners are your four corners of expertise. Now I know a lot of people are like, I hate niching down. And let me tell you, you can uh, can always add more corners. At some point, maybe your puzzle is now a 3D puzzle. It is okay. But when you're first starting out, you want to connect with your audience and your community as quick and effectively as possible. So for me, I honed in on I'm an orga- organic traffic strategist. SEO is only one element of developing orga- organic traffic. And so I realized I'm not an SEO expert. That's not what I'm, I'm not going to promote myself as that because that's right. just one of the elements. That's one of the areas of expertise. Right. Canva is another. What does Canva have to do with organic traffic? Well, I need the right images to promote my blog post or write a social media post um, that that really attracts the right audience. And so before we I started the content puzzle, I had to work on me because that was the missing piece. And I think that's where a lot of people miss when they're teaching content strategy is let's talk about all the things you're you're, you're an expert at. Let's own your genius, which I talk about. But if we don't talk about why we're not ready to own that, we're never going to get to the right content puzzle, that right set of content, because we're going to keep fighting it. We're going to keep saying, oh, well, I'm not, we're going to go through that imposter syndrome conversation. And, oh, but I really don't want to be seen. Like, what is the point of creating all this organic traffic? If no one's there when those people come, because you are too scared to show up. So let's start with us. And back, I mean, back to the story with my dad at the restaurant, I had to address that event and remove that rock from my pocket to be to be ready to say, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to share that story with the world. I'm ready to share the process of learning how to love me first and not. I built a a love factory, um, so and it, it artificial love I was creating by serving others, um, and I I had to learn how to serve others just to serve, not to feel good.
0: Right, and even like that love language thing that you said. Right, I am doing so, then I can get words of affirmation to fill yes. my love tank because it's going empty because I'm pouring out and when it's not coming back and then that's where the resentment and
1: things build up yes absolutely they're so empty yeah it is and so I had I had to learn that I can I can fill that up I can be like dang that was an amazing job 2.4 million monthly page views for this website rock on with your bad self yes <laughs> and, and it goes against and it goes against the grain of everything kind of in our culture of be humble don't be seen don't make waves um yeah. you know and it whatever it is for y- you and your audience I find that that's there's different tones of that in every single culture um right. Right. but it we have to be ready we have to be like you know what I'm worth it I am absolutely worth it. I know my stuff and I'm ready to share it. And that's that my book is kind of my statement of like, I'm ready. I'm ready to be here when you're ready to see me. Yeah. So, but yes, I do love the content puzzle. And so building that out is how I structure my private clients plans and stuff. And all the little pieces in the middle of your puzzle or your social media posts, uh, you know, your micro pieces of content so yeah. that when somebody finds you, they're like, gosh, she knows the whole picture. When Google starts indexing all of your content, whether it's on Facebook or a TikTok, even it's like, wait a minute they know exactly what they're talking about for this entire niche not just this corner the whole big picture and that's what we want when we're building authority
0: yeah and I like that you know you you talk about all of those things because a lot of time talking about burnout you know you're like popping up content every day and you're like oh my it's not getting any traction it's not going anywhere and that's one of like my puzzle pieces about burnouts, like keep doing all the things you're not getting the traction.
1: Of course, it's going to make you feel burnt out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think we're so busy trying to fit this like SEO format. We can use the content puzzle as our guide. Like this is our talking points, yeah. and that's what where we can connect with our the right people that ideal avatar, rather than why is XYZ? Like we can do that. Like, you know, but we want to do it in a conversational way on social media, on your blog posts. Yes. By all means answer all the FAQs possible, Yeah. but we, we want to write for people first, no matter what platform you are on. Um, just like we want to serve our family first in our businesses. It, no excuses. That's what it is. That's what I built it for.
0: Yeah, and I think most of the people who resonate with me, I'm also that way, because when we were talking earlier about like the thing, one of my biggest pet peeves was when I was freeing up time for people, you know, like optimizing, you know, getting them the most bang for their buck in terms of time, money and energy, what they wanted to do, oh, let's do more, it's like no, no, no. Like we took these things off of your plate so you could have less burnout, but they kept wanting to do more, more, more. So that to me, like what I realized that that was a sign of their own unworthiness popping up, like they had to keep like, you know, climbing that ladder in order to reach some unattainable carrot that like when I get here then i'm worthy especially for my clients that were in very high ticket masterminds all of their peers were doing like million dollar launches and they're like oh we're not there yet and oh we need to like we, we need to tweak it we need to do, 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 do for the next one and oh and it's like we got no breathing room we meaning like they had teams we got no breathing room like mm-hmm. no like hey we did a good job it's like Okay, that's good. And then, you know, like barely acknowledging our work, not that we're doing it for accolade because we're getting a paycheck at the end of the mm-hmm. day, Right, but there was just no breathing room because, like, you know, like sometimes you go into a launch, you go into a project, you're like, hustle, hustle, hustle because there's like, yeah, we're, we're doing it, we're working on it. And then you're like, when you get to the top of the hill, you're just like, hey, I want to relax, enjoy the view a little bit not like Mm -hmm. oh let's just you know keep going and then that's when i figured out like i'm building someone someone else's empire not that i i don't want to do that it's just it's the hustle and the grind like that energy required sometimes for some of those um higher ticket clients that were like competing against their peers or even competing against themselves it was it was just a lot to deal with.
1: It is. It is. I mean, I did all that, I think, in my my 30s was the range of those uh, high ticket clients and launches and all those things. And then once I hit my 40s, I was just like, you know what? Like, I want it. I want my time. Yeah. I want, and w- whether it's my turn to do a product or service or my time to grow me, I just wanted more control over that suddenly because I have my daughter who is going to go into college uh, pretty soon and I have one more up and I didn't want to spend all that time in that hustle. I don't have the same amount of energy. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I shared with Kylie um, earlier that I'm also going, uh, I'm in late perimenopause. So that's also something I have to acknowledge and incorporate into my business strategy is uh, to be the best me. Once I leave this office space, you know, I'm going to restructure my schedule. So I work, um, my schedule is Monday, Tuesday. I'm all in because I have that burst of energy from resting on the weekend, Wednesday, I do. It's kind of like I get to be creative and do whatever I want today. And that could be in my business or personally. And then Thursday, Friday is another push. Yeah. But um, we had one of those, like, you know, wrench in the sprocket. What is that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, A wrench <laughs> in the plans. Yeah. yeah.
1: And um, my husband now takes Fridays off. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm. If I could spend a quiet day with my husband on Friday, kids are at school, then, yeah, you know what? That's enough of, of an incentive for me to push through Monday through Thursday because I know if I get everything aligned, I can have that free time with him on Fridays.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that you mentioned theme days because I've been doing that as well Tuesday Thursdays are my recording days and one of my coaches in the past was like yeah girl don't waste the makeup so you just record all your videos or have all your meetings on the same day so Tuesday and Thursday my calendar is open and then Monday Wednesday Friday Friday I take off too it's just um I've I've been used to having three-day weekends because of my work schedule like in the refinery we had three day weekends all the time so my husband is off every other friday as well so some fridays i get to myself and my girl time you know have brunch and then other fridays i get to be with him and we you know like like you said doing things on a friday when people are still Mm -hmm. working it just you know no traffic like parking it feels different
1: doesn't it yeah and then when
0: you go out on a saturday it's like oh
1: yeah it's yeah there's, there's <laughs> too, too many peopling, people <laughs> too much people. happening on the weekend <laughs> Yeah. oh my gosh
0: oh um i don't know i um i think more people really need to understand the that visibility struggle too you know and i love that you have the book right fighting visibility
1: So it's on Amazon, right? Yes, it's available on Amazon. It's a short read, but it is like the goal was let's get you punched through that one area and then the mechanics of it. But um, I do have a page set up for your audience and I'll get you the link later. Um, But it is it takes you through the content puzzle specifically um, so that you can build out your own content plan. So that way, you know, if you don't need the mindset part, you're all set with the the actual content framework part. So it's an email series that I set up for your people. And I think Uh it's, it's just so much fun. We don't need to be taking another course in the fourth quarter. So let's just, you know, process through it in email one day at a time.
0: Yeah. And not to belittle the content puzzle, but I feel like a lot of the people in the audience probably already have some kind of thing that they've already bought in the past that they could apply to the content puzzle mm-hmm. framework Absolutely. So just
1: keep it simple keep, keep our content like because once you have it like once you have a content map in place essentially is what it is then you're not struggling like well what do I post about today you just look at it and be like oh, okay you know what here are 10 reasons why um i use canva and then you just take one of those 10 and that's a social media post the whole 10 that's a blog post like yeah use the same content just re it for different platforms and then you can right. do a talking point one like there's your yeah. series right so you can do a whole real series on um, make sure you check out point like the reason number two why i love using canva So get creative. So, I mean, it's not just for blog content, but what it will do is it'll help you hone all your content in so that they work together. And then Google knows what your brand is all about. Google understands, okay, this is where who I should serve that content to.
0: Yeah. And we talk about like, oh, not confusing your audience, but like, let's talk about not confusing Google either. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah and like that content puzzle it reminded me i i have a meal plan that is just four weeks on a blank calendar that i went through and i found my own meal planning i guess content pillars or Mm -hmm. and like okay what do you know i have theme days for each day seafood sunday Mm
1: -hmm. you know fun
0: food fridays and then based on our family favorites which is just me and my husband now since the kids are grown and out of the house but my husband is a little kid like the things that he likes to eat sometimes it's like he likes his meals very simple (laughs) so it 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 sounds kind of weird but the struggle for me is I don't I don't like to eat the same food so (laughs) coming up with this plan was really a way for us to sit ahead of time okay well here's here are the themes what kind of food in this category do you like to eat and then i just plop 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 put it in the calendar and so like every week we kind of know what we're going to eat and also i arrange it so that if we're using onions for this thing then i'll make sure there's maybe something else that needs onions too that week so we Mm -hmm. use up all of all of the thing and feel like that's the same way what you're it is describing. Exactly <laughs> and I did that for my own sanity. I didn't do it because I'm super anal or whatever. I just did it for my own sanity to save time, money, and energy. Right, if you drive into the store back and forth, or if you're trying to figure out like going through all of your things, trying to find content, you know, it, it's kinda like the the same. Same vibe Like you're wasting time, money and energy every day when it could be as easy as I wrote a 10 point blog, I can just pull this piece, make a Twitter out of it, I could just pull it out do a talking head reel out of it like Mm -hmm. there's. And like each platform needs different forms of content, so instead of having to come up with brand new pieces of content for each platform. Just recycle. I mean, Absolutely. if it's good for the planet, it's good for your content. Recycle, <laughs>
1: reuse, recycle, right? <laughs> and I mean, at the end of the day, we really, I mean, we want people to come to us, right? We have something to share. We want an audience for that. And we're connecting with the right audience. And if we're we're not spending more money on ads or trying to, you know, create, you know, invite them that way. Yeah. We're taking them through a process of the, you know, the no-like trust process through our content. So that's saving us time. We're not paying for that traffic. And we really are just giving value. And I think organic traffic is just the best form of traffic you can. It's just like the before the internet, there was you know word of mouth and that is how we do it now where people are just scrolling through social media and like you catch them and they're like oh this video is perfect for so-and-so word of mouth they share that video and sharing
0: memes like how many memes and reels like I share with all my friends all the time like this is so good but it kind
1: of I mean that shareability is we have to show up as us um you know the we're talking about the the episodes I do every Monday and we like I said we will have um kids showing up on our lives or dogs will bark and one of the things as soon as a dog barks in my house what there's a couple of people that like it ain't alive unless the dog starts barking (laughs) and like it's just part of it the the community yeah. yeah the community just knows and i think they appreciate the fact that we are vulnerable and we're not going to pretend that we've got a whole studio involved there's lighting everywhere like that's not reality like no
0: yeah and speaking of dogs one of my mentors her name is the, that's the marisa i was talking about earlier yes, yes she just lost her dog but her dog has been a part of her content so I was crying when she sent out her this is her weekly newsletter Mm -hmm. I I cried for Jake because one she's a good copywriter too so like um she's she's a copywriting coach but still I felt that because Jake was a part of her content Mm -hmm. for as many years as I've, as I've known her. And you, you know, your kids become a part of your brand. Your dogs become a part of my brand. Like my Corgi she's in, she's on my brand sometimes. And mm-hmm. now everyone's like, Oh my gosh, is that cinnamon? I'm like, "Yes," mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. and it's just like, those were things that I probably would have been like, like, well, oh, she's not in here. I, I kicked her out because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want her to, like ruin the vibe only because that add distraction for me is like if i have to deal with her in the middle of a
1: podcast would be
0: like we'd never finish this podcast yeah, but my that's ADD all part of,
1: yeah. it's all yeah. part of knowing what's best in your process though right like you're right. not it you're not removing her because she's irritating that's not it at all you're like no the best situation for this process is this and you you mapped it out that way and i think that's acknowledging what gets in our way and then reprogramming how we're going to deal with it instead of running away from our weaknesses and, and not, and like hiding them. We don't have to hide them. They're there. Like let's, let's build a, a process or a system that will incorporate that weakness. So one of the things I've done is my executive assistant happens to be, be, Uh, getting a life coaching certification a year before she truly integrated into an executive assistant. And I love it because she brings that element to um, just managing a lot of things. And so when I get overwhelmed or I start hitting a roadblock, we process through it using life coaching skills. And then she turns and puts that other hat on. Okay, now that we have the new process, let's implement it. And then her integrator implementer goes on. And it is wonderful to have that balance in there.
0: Totally. I love that. And I like that you said she wears different hats.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, just probably three of her corners of her. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. So well, speaking of. Corners and puzzles, can you tell us again um, where to find you online and how they can get to know more about the content puzzle? We're going to have the link for you in the show notes, so click below and you can grab um, Chris's freebie. But everywhere else online, tell us where you are.
1: Um, my website is Christine Jerry, like TomandJerry.com. And on social, I'm at virtual collab hub. I think
0: that's it. Yeah. <laughs> or if not, it's gonna be in the show notes, people. You know, I, I know. You know how we roll. <laughs> but for those of you who are audio listeners and like don't click on the notes, then just search Christine Jerry, and you'll find her. Right? She's very Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> She's very Googleable. Content puzzle at work. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we could talk all day, but thank you for being here and just sharing with us. Um, So again, she wrote a book called Fighting Visibility. We'll throw that link in the show notes for you as well. And her, like, for our, I don't even, we don't even have the link yet. So that's why it's like content puzzle, like just go to the show notes. She's going to give us a exclusive, like just for our audience, freebie. And it comes with you know, it, it's not just going to be a such like a lame PDF. She's going to walk you through the whole content puzzle. Like We talked about it right before this. I'm so excited for you guys to have it walk through all the pieces and it's, it's going to be kind of like those. Well, now, you know, you, you don't really have an excuse anymore to stay stuck on that content hamster wheel like this is one of like the key pieces, hopefully to get you out of burnout, especially when it comes to content and marketing. So that you can do what God created you to do in the world, which is just be you be amazing and just going to do this thing so anyway thanks Chris for being on today and sharing all the things that you shared.
1: Thanks so much. It's actually a true blessing to be able to do this with you.
0: Yay. Thank you. So, um, no, another thing, like she's, she's helping me with my content puzzle, right? We were talking about the powerhouses and archetypes. So there's also a link below in the show notes that you can take your archetype and you can figure out like what archetype you are and how to really make your, you know, your, business burnout proof by understanding who you are how you work and really getting you know those puzzle pieces together because as you were talking I was like man content puzzle plus archetypes and this is going to be like a match made in heaven like they're gonna have all the pieces that they need to know to really show up online authentically like in their own skin not having to pretend to be someone else and then when they don't have to pretend that's when marketing becomes way easier you're you're like we're taught to pretend sometimes like you know you have to put on your tv face no no like in this in this day and age with reality tv and all of that like ain't nobody here for that like even those old school blogs right ain't nobody here for that like, we want to see your personality. So let your personality shine like, you know, Chris is embracing her powerhouse archetype and just, you know, understanding those things. And that's what we both want for you to have.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So anyway, thank you for joining us today and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Did you enjoy this episode? Want more? Here are a few ways to go deeper. Number one, discover your burnout archetype. You always hear me talking about this on each and every single episode. So get ready to crack the code on your personal burnout style. Take the quiz, go to burnoutarchetypequiz.com and open up your mind to explore new ways on how to manage stress and conquer challenges according to your personality type. Number two, Work with me, I will be your personal burnout recovery coach. Cause we're not just talking about change, we're talking about a seismic shift and the way that you conquer your entrepreneurial domain. So strap in and let's embark on a roller coaster ride to reclaim your life and your success. In my coaching program, we're blasting through barriers, including number one, building better boundaries right? We're going to stop those energy vampires and establish unbreakable boundaries to fortify your work-life equilibrium. Number two, reclaim your energy. Say goodbye to fatigue and hello to a turbo boost of vitality. Discover the secrets to replenishing your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual energy. My specific PEMS framework. And this is more than stress management, okay? We're going to wrestle stress to the ground and make it tap out every setback is a setup for an epic comeback and right you're going to become a goal-getting machine we're going to fuse your personal and professional aspirations into a powerhouse of purpose say hello to a life that's not just lived but thrived okay so hold on to your hats this is not just coaching it's a revolution of the soul This entrepreneurial world is not a lonely one when you've got a relentless ally like me in your corner. So it's time to crank up the volume and get ready to hustle with heart. Keep the fire alive, keep smashing those goals, and don't forget, I'm your partner in this electrifying journey. P.S. Let's flame the faints of connection. Catch up with me on the socials. You'll find my LinkedIn, my Instagram, my Facebook, and a link to my Facebook group for more exclusive content in the show notes. We'll see you there.